0: the joy of m sports presents the sweet spot with Corey bradley
1: welcome to the sweet spot sponsored by pinch a penny pool patio and spa i'm your host Corey bradley and this episode is going to be a high school football preview edition And, uh, you know, as we talk about some of the games that we have on tap for this upcoming season. But before we talk about the games that we have, let me introduce the Joy FM Sports broadcast team. First, I have Matt Johnson, our play-by-play announcer. Matt, how you doing, man? Good. Corey, how are you? Doing well, man. I'm excited for a new year. I am, too. Thanks for having me. Next, we have Mike Lawson, our football analyst. Mike, what's going on? Hey, man. You doing well? Good, man. Good to see you guys. It's been a while.
0: For sure. <laughs>
1: too long. <laughs> Way too long, man. And then we have TJ Haywood, our sideline reporter. TJ, how are you doing, man?
2: Doing good. Just ready to get out there and roam those sidelines with the, the players and the coaches.
1: And then we also have Broxton Gannon, our social media director, and Chuck Locker, our rules expert as well. Um, guys, you know, this is a new season for us. Uh, it's a little different for us as we've covered Providence and Northside Methodist primarily the uh, last few years but August 21st is our first game and speaking of Providence which is the number 6 team ranked in 3A this year they'll be traveling to take on the Rehoboth Rebels. Providence went 10 and 2 last year lost in the playoffs. Rehoboth went 7 and 3 they lost in the playoffs which was their first appearance since 2013. But they're going through a coaching change where coach Donnie Gillen has retired. Pate Harrison, we know from Dale County, his run there. Also at Elba, he is the new head coach at Rehoboth. Uh, Providence will have some new faces as well and some key positions. You know, you think about Collins McClintock, no longer the quarterback there. Uh, You got running back, Allstate, Wise Gordon no longer there also. So there's going to be some new faces and key positions for the Eagles as well. Uh, Matt, and as we look at this Providence and Rehoboth game, what are your thoughts about that matchup as our very first game of the season? Well, when I was looking at this, I mean, I I got real excited because I was like,
3: "This is a these are two playoff teams from a year ago." You got Rehoboth, which is a five A school. You got Providence, which is a three A school. Um, there's just a lot to be excited about just seeing these two teams on the field. Um, Providence, you know, the, you like you said, you, they've lost a couple of guys, but you got Jake Smith stepping in at quarterback. He's a great athlete. You now we saw him play um, in the state championship in baseball. We covered that game a couple of years ago. Uh, Gus Goldsboro, who stepped in after Wise Gordon went down last year, he did a really good job as well. So I mean, you know, Providence lives and dies with their offensive and defensive lines. If they if if they can establish that, and they've got a good core of juniors coming back, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Their defense throughout the season as it goes through, I think they're going to they're maybe maybe a little bit weaker than we've we've seen them in the last few years, and they're not as deep as a team because they're going to have to have a lot of guys go both ways. You know, Ruhovac is not a team we've actually seen, um, but their success last year,
1: you got you got to get excited about that kind of a yeah a kind of a matchup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like you said, with the success they had last year, and as I mentioned, their first playoff trip since 2013. You know, kind of so, Pate Harrison goes into a situation where there's a lot of excitement you know rejuvenation with the Rebels program Mike what's your thoughts on the game man
0: well the only thing that makes me and I'm a little cautious with the new coach coming in with the momentum you want to keep that going but there's a lot of transition a lot of times with a new coach coming in installing new plays new language new that's true. Defensive tactics, offensive tactics, and things like that. So some, sometimes there's a little bit of a learning curve there. But I think Rehobas on the up and up. I think they're going to be really excited from where they built off of last year. And, uh, you know, I look for Providence to be really solid on the uh, offensive and defensive lines this year. And their linebacker play, if it doesn't fall off, is is the best that we've really cover, you know, I mean, they are just so disciplined in in the defensive area.
1: Now, they did lose Michael Sullivan and Grayson Stewart from that linebacker though. so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Right,
0: so if if that stays the same, I would look for Providence to uh, uh, still compete at a high level this year, so that being said, I think the game's going to be very interesting. It's a great stadium, Uh, Out there, I've been out there a few times and watched some games. So it's a it's a great place to uh, play a football game, and I think that's going to be a great opener for us to get our feet wet. Well, uh, I'm excited about seeing some newer teams this year. Me too. Some 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 guys that we usually don't see. Uh, So that's one of the things I'm most excited about.
1: TJ, what's your thoughts, man?
2: Well, I'm just thinking. You know, traditionally we think a 3A versus a 5A school should be an automatic blowout for the 5A school. But we've seen the numbers of players that Providence has dressed out the last few years. They put a lot of people out there, yeah. And and, and Rhode this has kind of been down the last few years. Yeah, they finished last year seven and two. But prior to that, you know, they've had some pretty down years, and and they just don't dress out as many people on football as you would think for that Big Five A school. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I don't I don't think there's you know either one team has just a uh, you know head and shoulders you know advantage over the other. So I think it's going to be a fun opening week of football right there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. You know, kind of like Mike mentioned, of you know, being able to cover new schools in the Wiregrass area. It's going to be super fun. Uh, just getting a chance to see different student athletes that we haven't had an opportunity to see. You know, in the recent years. I mean, you know, talking about Rehoboth, this is a program who had zero wins in 2018,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then they make the playoffs last year for the first time since 2013. New head coach Mike, like you said, talking about the new terminology and everything that goes into having a, a new coaching staff. Yeah, there could be some some hiccups in that first game, which we fully expect. You know, there's going to be nervousness and jitters along the way for both sides. But I think that's going to be an excellent game as we kick up our new season. No doubt. Now, our next season, our next game, I should say, August 28th, Northside takes on Providence. Man, guys, we know this is a game we are itching to do because our relationship with the two schools over the last few years um, and then these two schools, the the fans, the students, they all know each other. They they've grown up to each, you know with each other as well. Um, you know, Northside went four and seven last year. They did make the playoffs. As we mentioned, Providence made the playoffs as well, finishing ten and two, lo- losing to Gordo in the second round. Uh, Mike, man. Take us through this game. What are your early thoughts as we have the Northside Methodist Knights take on the Providence Christian Eagles?
0: To me, I know we're covering some bigger schools this year. To me, this is the most exciting game to cover, maybe from our perspective because we covered two teams in the past that we thought would never play each other. But with Northside making the transition uh, uh, over to uh, uh, Alabama High School Association, uh, I think this has the potential to be – a rivalry for both of these schools just like you know when you think of Dothan high school rivalries you think Providence HA or something like that I think Northside and Providence is going to is going to be a rivalry that that happens quickly yeah I agree Uh, so Northside played with a lot more fire last year Uh, you know uh, their record really doesn't reflect the heart of that team you know the first what was the first three games were like Nail biters yeah. that, you know, they lost in overtime or mm-hmm. uh, are, are right, right at the end, you know. So Northside really, really wants to compete. Uh, Coach Hurst is doing a fabulous job over there. Uh, the advantage, the major advantage I see that Providence has right now is the fact that their athletes have been in a system longer than Northside's athletes has been in, in Coach Hurst's system. So uh, that's going to play a, a little bit of a, an advantage, I think. But as far as uh, uh, size and uh, athleticism and things like that, I think both teams are fairly evenly matched. I think Providence has got a little more height, uh, especially in the wide receiver position. Yeah. Uh, uh, Abe Chancellor, uh, tall uh, guy. Uh, Grant Weatherford will be in the wing position this year. He's another tall guy. So they uh, Providence got a little height. Advantage on the ends and a little more uh, of a routine with their coach, but I think this is going to be a great game. I think Northside's going to come out ready, ready to to uh, really compete on, on in in this game.
1: TJ, what's your thoughts, man?
2: Well, I, I'm definitely excited for this game. We were we were talking before that this could be a big game for both uh, both teams. You know, Northside the last few years, um, you know, they haven't played a home game anywhere close to their school. And this isn't a home game. It's at Providence, yeah. <laughs> that is literally five minutes away from Warside's campus. Yeah. So I, I suspect the bleachers are going to be packed on both sides of that game. You know, a lot of the, the players and, and uh, people at both schools know each other. You know, they go to church together. They're in social activities together, playing, you know, rec sports and stuff. So they all know each other. So there's going to be a lot of fans at that game, I'm sure. Um, it's kind of early in the season. You know, everyone's still really pumped up and excited about football. And You know, You know, it could be one of those games that Northside could come out and surprise everyone because everyone's just suspecting that Providence is just going to run all over them. So, uh, you know, we we don't. It's hard to tell because we haven't seen anyone play since so long ago, and uh, you know, back in the fall, we don't know what really, either team's going to run and put on the field. But I'm excited about that game. That's going to be a fun game to watch
1: for sure. Definitely, Matt. Man, what's you thinking uh, about the Northside Methodist Knights taking on Providence?
3: You know, when we when I started looking at schedules. This was the first game that jumped out at me and said, "We've got to do this game." Yeah. For all the obvious reasons we've already mentioned, uh, covering these two teams, um, I, I think, I would bet. Just talking to Coach Hurst today, they've got this game circled. This is their Super Bowl. They can forget about the, all the other games on their schedule, but this is the one they're circling. Saying this is the one we want. I mean, you're talking about Providence, number six in the state and three A preseason. Um. It is like, like Mike says, going to be kind of a rivalry probably for the foreseeable future with these two teams. Um, Northside is going to come out probably with a chip on their shoulder, saying we belong here, we belong playing these guys. Uh, with everybody saying they're no good, they're not. There's no way they're going to compete. And I think, I think they hear that. I think they're going to be out there. That's a potential trap game for Providence in the fact that they could come in to go to Rehoboth. They could win that game and just look at Northside and say this is going to be an easy one. And all of a sudden, before they know it, they could be behind. And if Northside gets a, a, up on Providence, Providence is in trouble because they don't play well from behind. They don't have offense that allows them to to do that. They've got to because they want to run the ball. They're mm-hmm. a run first team. Yep. If you put them in a pass uh, needing situation, they don't do that. Now we haven't seen these guys do it with these uh, these new players coming in for Providence, but in the traditionally they haven't done that very very well. So, it's
1: going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun game. You know, you made an excellent point of, uh, you know, Providence when they are uh, trailing from behind. They don't necessarily have that quick strike offense through the air, you know, unless one of their running backs, Gus Goldsboro, or uh, Christian Dirt. I'm excited to see him too, man. I think he's going to be a stud. I've heard he's put on a bunch of uh, weight in these last few months with his mom, Jody, you know, kind of leading his training and stuff. Uh, But, yeah, if they get behind – in any way, especially with Casey Eubanks, so we know how uh, a phenomenal athlete he is at the quarterback position, you know, that could get interesting really quickly, you know, especially if, you know, Northside being the road team hits him in the mouth to begin with, uh, man, we could have, you know, one of those classic games down there in the Eagles' nest, you know. But I'm excited for that one. Like that's Like you said, that's one of those games we circled. We had to do it. There's no way we could not broadcast that game with our relationships with those two schools in recent years. Now, the following week is our first region game we'll cover. September 4th, the Enterprise Wildcats will take on the Dothan Wolves. Enterprise went 5-6 and six last year. Dothan went 8-3. and three. Both teams lost in the playoffs. Dothan is a preseason number eight, as far as ranking goes, in their first year in the 7A classification. Uh, Matt, man, what are you thinking about this game here with Enterprise? Dothan, this is a 7A matchup, man. Like I so said, this is the beauty of getting a chance to do a game of the week. So, uh, man, what are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, this was like the number two
3: circled, you know, game when we looked at it. Uh, I'm real excited. We're going to get to cover three enterprise games this year. Um, you know, and all of the games that we're going to cover, they're playing top 10 teams, which is exciting. But you look at this game, it's the first year that Dothan is going to be in 7A, you know, after the the merger with Northview. They, they had a great year last year. They've got a stud at running back. They've got a really good quarterback. We saw him a few years ago at Northside, Bauer Mm -hmm. Sharp. But then you look over at Enterprise, they've got a very good running back that's top 50 in the state uh, in the rankings with Max Preps. And they have been working on speed. They realized, I think they kind of figured out their season a little late, but they got the last three games and they punched their ticket to the playoffs. But after that, I think they realized they needed to work on their speed to get to be able to compete with 7A teams. That's what they've been working on in the offseason. And it'll be interesting to see if that is going to help them in some of these games because they're playing a tough schedule this year. It's going to be fun. TJ, what are your thoughts,
1: man?
2: Well, I'm sitting here thinking that, uh, you know, we're, we traditionally, last few years, doing this, we've uh, you know covered AISA games and then uh, the Providence games being 3A and below. Um, we did cover the one, I guess it was Alabama-Christian and Dale County game. But other than that, we're usually covering small schools. These are two seven eight schools. They dress out a lot of players. I'm probably going to be broadcasting from the end zone because <laughs> there's going to be so many people on both sidelines. There's going to be nowhere for me to stand. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm excited about this game, though, really, because we're going to – I'll probably get to see some uh, college scouts, some college coaches down there on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, might get some selfies with them. I don't know. I, I think Sabin was <laughs> in town last year, you know, stopping off at Dothan High, seeing some players. So and Enterprise has some players that are being uh, scouted and actually have some offers from some, you know, um, big-time schools, SEC schools. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to be down there on the sidelines on on a, on a
1: big game like that. Yeah, you know, you said talking about having these college coaches who may show up. I mean, you know, Matt talked about Joshua McCray, the running back from mm-hmm. Enterprise. He already has offers from Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Uh, I mean, so this is a guy who's already garnering, you know, getting the attention. And then you talked about Jalen White for, for Dothan. Uh, he's a four-star running back, one of the best running backs in the country. So you know, he has people knocking down his door as well. Uh, Mike, man, as we look at this Enterprise. Dothan game, man. What are you looking forward to in this game? To,
0: this is going. This is going to sound silly. Uh, when you got two running backs that are so highly recruited, I want to see just personally how bower Sharp has developed. You know, because when he uh, came on the scene at Northside and was their starting quarterback, he had virtually zero zero quarterback experience he was a baseball player a phenomenal baseball player uh and you know we we saw when when the pocket would break down with Bauer you know he wanted to run east and west never north and south that second year at Northside, you could see a lot of development Mm -hmm. from Bauer in in the running game and his being a little more comfortable on the field uh you know putting that shoulder down really wanting to to fight for those yards on the ground and the the kid has got an absolute cannon for an arm. So I really want to see that, uh, uh, you know, how has, how has Bowers football intellect developed over the last couple of years since we haven't seen him? Uh, he's got the skill set. He's got the, 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 the body of a phenomenal quarterback. He can, he's, he's got an absolute cannon. So I want to see, uh, how his football mind is working now. Uh, that's what I'm really excited about seeing and, uh, you know, uh, and these two running backs, I mean, watching them go head-to-head, that's going to be incredible. So we might not see Bauer throw the ball. I mean, it may be run, run, run all night long. So, But I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, just seeing Bauer again, seeing how he's developed and uh, and uh, how he competes in a 7A school. I think Dothan's going to come out hot this year because, you know, they're bumping up, uh, you know, 7A now. Uh, I think they're going to come out with with something to prove this year.
1: You know, you mentioned Bauer Sharp, and I'm, you know, I am you know Bauer, I've known him for a few years, and he's was a guest on the Sweet Spot a few months ago. Uh, man, he's determined, you know. One of the things I asked him about, what motivates him? And he says when people doubt him and tell him he can't do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what he does. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, actually, uh, and one of his targets, the receiver, C.J. Shackelford. I mean, you look at this guy, this dude looks like a receiver. He's every bit of 6'3". And so I'm excited to see if they can, you know, have a big season together, Bauer and CJ Shackleford. Uh, like this is a big kind of a rematch for Enterprise as they lost to Dothan forty seven to nine last season. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of at stake between these two teams, along with it being the first region game that we'll cover for this season. Now the next week, on a Thursday night, September tenth, the Wicksburg Panthers will travel to take on the Northside Methodist Knights. Wicksburg went three and six last year. We talked about Northside a little bit in their previous game that they'll have with Providence. Uh, you know, Wicksburg, I spoke with head coach Josh Cox. He kind of shared about quarterback Jason, I'm sorry, Jackson Glover is gonna be the leading away again at their uh, signal caller position. He's a stud at Baseball as well, a dude can pitch out this world. Uh, they also have two huge receiver targets for him at six five Clay Morrison and then six three LePatrick Murray as well. So Jackson will be have. I mean, we don't think about it in football. We talk about having height and that stature. You have a guy at six five and six three that you throw to. I mean, I don't care what level you're playing on, but that's that's pretty impressive. And you know, that has to be you know mouthwatering for a guy like Jackson Glover as he'll. Be uh be calling the shots again back there. So, uh, TJ man, as we look at this Wicksburg Panthers matchup going against Northside, what are your thoughts going into that game?
2: Well, this is going to be Northside's first home game we're going to see. Okay, you know we you know, made, talked about it a little earlier. They're changing them. They're going to be playing at Ripview Stadium uh, just for travel purposes and, and less upkeep of that that field. They're having to keep up at Ashford. So, two smaller schools playing in a big stadium. It's not gonna be a huge atmosphere. In fact, I don't even think they're using the one half of the sideline. They're only you know, the bleachers are only gonna be on the, the home sideline. So it's gonna be kind of a little odd. You know, you're not gonna have any noise on the one side. Um, and you got two teams, Wicksburg, of course, coming off that let losing season last year, but they got a lot of returning players. So it's gonna be an interesting game. You know, Northside, we're getting on into this, you know, fourth week of uh their new playing in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Are they gonna have the The numbers and the players to keep up with—are they gonna have injuries by this time? You know, that's gonna be a factor that's gonna start to play out. Um, you know, are they gonna be able to, you know, keep people on the field to to stay in games like this? Because it's a potential win for them. You know, and and you know, going forward might be a region game for them as as they fall into uh, a certain region going forward in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. But it'll be a fun game to watch. I think it will be. So,
1: Mike, what you got, man?
0: I think this is going to be the closest game we probably call. I, mean, I think this is going to be a nail biter. Both teams got something to prove. Uh, you know, you're looking at both their records here, uh, fairly even across the board, probably. And I think both teams are going are going to see that that you know this is one that we have to win right here. And uh, I think both teams are going to approach this game this way. So I think this is going to be a nail biter, uh, and it will be interesting to uh, as as TJ said to to have two smaller schools in Rip Hughes, you know, so what is that going to look like, especially with, um, you know, we're splitting down the middle 50, 50, you know, so what, what's that going to look like, uh, uh, and and how are the the kids going to react to that and things like that? So the, all that to be interesting and uh, and and stuff like that. Just from a talent perspective, I think these two teams are probably the most evenly matched across the board when you uh, when you look at just the talent of Wicksburg and talent of Northside. So I think both teams are going to come out and they're going. This is the one they got to have, you know. Especially if they want to advance in the playoffs, I think both teams are going to think that way. So uh, I think this will be a battle right here, and I think it'll be close.
3: What about you, Matt? I, I think. I think Northside is gonna struggle here um with Wicksburg's offense. Uh, and and this is why I think that. These uh, their offensive line is their strength. I, I remember when Bo Sellers was at Northside in sixth grade, he was a man among boys. This and so have you seen him lately? No. He's huge. So <laughs> I, I can only imagine. And and you, you figure if if you've got that and you're giving that quarterback protection with those tall targets on the side I think they can I think they're gonna exploit that. I think size wise, I think they're gonna be able to do that. So I think it's gonna be a tough, tough matchup for Northside on defense. Now, their offense, Northside's offense, can be pretty unpredictable in a lot of ways because when you've got a guy like Casey Eubanks that can do just about anything he wants to, where he can run the ball, he can make looks like he's about to get sacked and he turn around, either throw the ball, or he can somehow weasel his way out and run down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think it'll be interesting. um, But I think it's going to be
1: I think it's going to be one in the trenches on that one. Now, uh, you know, talking about Casey Eubanks going against his Wicksburg Panther defense, this is relatively a young defense in some areas. Uh, Coach Cox said that uh, they're looking at working at getting the DBs ready to play because they have two returning linebackers in Zeke Kelly and Mike Albersen, who plays on the offensive line that you mentioned is a strength for them as well. But he said they need to get their DBs ready to play. And so we know Coach Hurst, he likes to run, but he, he'll air it out too. He'll let and sling it. So uh, that could be a huge challenge for that defensive back group for the Wixbury Panthers. And the very next night, September 11th, another regional game that we'll cover, the Geneva Panthers will take on the Dell County Warriors. Geneva went 8-3 last year. Dale County went four and six. Um, you know, Geneva has one of the nicest stadiums in the area, man. I was just blown away when we did the Geneva and Providence game last year. They had a nice little track around the football area there. Uh, if, it reminded me of like a small college-type way, the way it, is, it, it was designed. I was really impressed with, by their new construction uh, and the facilities they have there. Now, Geneva – They are losing their two-way star, Dylan Creech. He was a running back linebacker last year. He'll be playing at Alabama State. I mean, this is a guy who had over 350 tackles in his career. He had 727 rushing yards last year and eight touchdowns as well, uh, along with 10 forced fumbles in his career. Six of them came during his senior season. So I think they'll miss Dylan Creech some. uh, So that'll be interesting to see how um, Dale County goes up against that, that 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 Geneva Panther team, but TJ man, as we're looking at this an, another regional game that we're covering, what are your thoughts in that game?
2: Well, we actually saw both of these teams play last year when yeah. we were covering Providence. We saw Geneva, you know, we went out there and covered Providence at Geneva game, and then we went and saw Providence at Dale County. So we've actually been to to, to Dale County twice now. We've been there uh, last year and the year before mm-hmm. to see them play. So I, I'm excited about this game too because. Geneva, you know we we saw them play Providence last year, and they got they got blown out. Providence yeah. beat them pretty good. But then when we looked up and saw the final you know tally for the end of the year, what their record was, I couldn't believe it. You know I couldn't believe that they came back and won eight games after they they didn't look real good there at the beginning. So they obviously got a lot of heart in them, and and they you know they they figured something out towards the end of the season. So they they got it working. Now Dale County, like I said, we went up there the last two years in a row. Two years ago, we, we watched the game go into overtime against Alabama Christian. And then last year, a nail biter against uh, uh, Providence. So, their four and six record, I think they still play good at home. I think they still have a good crowd show up that supports them. And, and they, they play really well at that, that stadium up there in, in Midland City. So, I, I think it'll be a fun game. It'll be a good game to watch. You know, we might be a little dragging by the end of the fourth quarter after our doubleheader there, Thursday night and Friday night, but it's going to be fun to watch.
3: Matt, what you got? Well, uh, you know, this is uh, interesting with Geneva coming up into 4A now, and this is a region game now with Dale County. Every time we've gone to Dale County, we've seen some crazy football. I mean, Alabama Christian two years ago, an overtime game last year with Providence Christian almost went to overtime. Those guys, they play all the way to the end. Um, Ethan Teal was very impressive um, as quarterback for for Dale County, and uh, he's got some receivers too. And um, they th- they threw the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. They would throw the ball down the field deep. And if he's got his accuracy in in line a little bit better this year than he did last year, uh, Dell County could be a very good team.
1: Mike, what what you got, man? Well,
0: I'm like I'm like TJ here with Geneva turning it on late because to be honest, when we watched them versus Providence, versus Providence early in the season, Geneva just did not have it together. I mean, you could you could tell uh, that they just just almost like they weren't quite ready yet but something happened somewhere and they really improved uh so i'm looking forward to see if they can m- have that momentum dale county uh they are very very athletic they are a very athletic football team especially the quarterback he can stretch a field with his legs too mm-hmm. just when you think you got him uh, uh, sacked he spins out of there and, and you know it becomes this yard ball thing and to me that he's almost like Casey Eubanks like that Casey almost does better when things kind of Break apart, and he has to figure it out. You know, because he's able to use his 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 athleticism to to work in his advantage. Dale County quarterback is is the same way. You know, he's got a cannon, uh, and he's very fast. Uh, so uh, we watch that with Providence. You know, mm-hmm. you would think, oh, he's fixing to get sacked, and and no, he's running for 15 yards down the field. So uh, very athletic. So I think this is going to be a great game. I think I think Dale County is really going to compete at home, uh, like we said, and you know. Uh, it's gonna be a good game. Uh, I look, I look for, you know, do you, what what wins here? Momentum versus just, you know, being being nimble, being athletic, you know. So, and Dale County will play. They like Matt said. They they there's no quit in them. You know, just you know when we watched them versus Providence, you would think, oh, Providence fixing a kind of take over mm-hmm. here, and nope, never. They, 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 they scratch and claw the whole night. So, I think that's gonna be another great, great game for us. Who pick yeah. these games? Good job. I, I did. It.
1: Job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came away uh, from watching that Dell County game last year as we talked about Providence, which was extremely hot. That was one of those games. Like, it was oh, yeah. late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and you're still like, man, sweating like a dog. You know, people are fanning themselves. It was uh, very uncomfortable out there, you know, uh, with that heat. But – Like you talked about, I call him the real deal Ethan Teal. Like this dude, uh, like Matt, as you mentioned, he can sling it. I mean, he has a cannon. He can make all the throws. Uh, You know, I'm excited to see how he's developed. And his head coach, Don Moore, said that he's expecting a big year from Ethan this year. Now, on the flip side, as TJ and, and Mike has mentioned about Geneva and how they turned it on late, the difference there was they didn't have their quarterback, Damian Kimmerlin. Like he was out for the first two games. And Coach uh, Les Sanders said that we didn't have him the first two games. We went one and two. He comes back. We went seven straight. So that's where I think it. this could be one of those who has a better game at the quarterback position, who wins that battle mm. and you know may lead to a victory for that team. So Ethan Till, Damian Kimmerlin, I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup on September 11th. Now, the following week, September 18th, is another regional game. The Carroll Eagles will take on the Headland Rams – Carroll has a brand new coach in Patrick Plott. He is a assistant from Auburn High. This is a guy who was uh, spent some de- you know time defensive coordinator there for the Tigers. He also has some head coaching um, experience for the when he was at Pickens County, he won a state championship in 2013 with their football team. He won a state championship in basketball in 2012. So this is a a new head coach at Carroll, but Headland has a new head coach as well with Toby Green. So this is our first game of really seeing Two new coaches go at it. You know, Mike, as you mentioned earlier with the, you know, kind of getting used to the terminology and the new schemes and everything. I mean, what's your thoughts going into that matchup there?
0: You know, two teams that struggled, probably didn't perform the way they wanted to last year, just looking at their records. Uh, This will be an exciting game for me personally, just because this is something new for, I don't don't know much about either of these teams. Uh, So I think the key here for this win, and I think this is going to be, a, a you know, both of these teams are going to come in here looking for something to prove. You know, uh, one, one uh, three and six, one four and six, you know, they're going to come in here looking for something to prove. Two new coaches. Uh, so I think this will be a great football game. Uh, you know, what what the teams do, how they how they perform and things like that, I have no idea. I just don't know anything about them. But uh, I think the coaching battle, like you said, is going to be key. And uh, I, I look for a lot of effort to be on the field here this night. The, both of these teams are going to be ready to play this game.
1: Matt, what are you thinking? Well, you know, you think
3: about the the fact that we've got two new head coaches, and w- they haven't had a lot of time to really do a lot. You know, you didn't have spring practices, you didn't have spring games. Um, you just in the last few days have they started hitting each other for the first time in practice. So, how do you install new systems with these teams? This that's going to be the interesting thing for me is which team's going to be more disciplined. I think wins the game because because you are having to. Just kind of struggle with putting a putting a team out there with new new thinking and new terminology, and then all of a sudden, you know, you haven't really had time to develop, and that that's. But those could be the most entertaining games, <laughs> you yeah. know, because then you got to go to was is, is who's who's most disciplined, and maybe the athletes you're going to see who your athletes are in those games. So it's a 5A region game. It, it, it'll it'll mean something to these guys to be out there, and it could set set a team up to be in the playoffs with a win that night. TJ, what do you got, man?
2: Yeah, um, like everyone's kind of reiterating on what they said, but we haven't seen either one of these teams play. I just know from you know what I've read about them in the past, they're traditionally, maybe not state championship teams, but they're traditionally like a winning program. And I think they were both... You know, clearly upset that they haven't made the playoffs in the last few years and they both went out and got new coaches. So they obviously that meant something to them enough to go uh, make a change to their programs, um, to turn things around, try and get back on that winning track. So, you know, like they uh, this is about the fifth week of the season, uh, that region game. That's a very big deal because that can mean going to the playoffs or not, you know, starting this year with going to the playoffs um you know it'd be fun to go up to headland and see see what the stadium's like up there and roam the sidelines a little different place and a little competition for us i have some friends that actually broadcast for the Carroll eagle Eagles, so we'll see how much our broadcast stacks up against theirs you know a little off the field <laughs> thing
1: there you know talking about Carroll and i mentioned their new head coach patrick plot uh he runs a spread offense but he said it's a balanced spread attack he's like you know we think spread and we think in pass 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 but he's like i want to 50 run, 50% pass as well. Uh, but he said it's a spread offense that they're going to run. And he said he wants to do a four-man front if that's feasible for his team. But he said if it's more feasible for my team to have a three-man front, that's what we're going to do. He was like, whatever works for them. And so this is a coach who comes in highly decorated. He's coached nine seasons. Only one of those teams did not make the playoffs. So I think that's going to be an interesting matchup with the Carroll Eagles and the Helen Rams. Now the next week, except 20, 25th, is our bye week. So... As we take a break in our schedule, we're going to take a break in this show as well. But don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for more of this high school football preview edition here on The Sweet Spot whether they're going back to school in person or online. If your child needs glasses, Denny Vision in downtown Dothan has a great special on kids' glasses. From August 3rd through October 4th, get two pairs of kids' eyeglasses starting from just $99. Students can receive 20% off one pair of complete eyeglasses or 50% off two pairs. 334-793-2633. Denny Vision, 151 East Main Street, downtown Dothan. See the difference.
3: Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espmetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers.
2: Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio and Spa. 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Richcrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Richcrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Richcrest. Learn more on our website at
3: rbcdothan.org.
1: Hey, this is Jack Martin for the Troy Trojans. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa as we continue this high school football preview edition, Uh, October 2nd is our next game. It's a regional game as well as Prattville takes on Enterprise. Prattville is ranked number 10 in state 7A uh, rankings so far. I mean, they beat Enterprise last year 28-14 to as well. And they have a studded linebacker, four-star linebacker, in Jackson who will be going to Alabama. We know Alabama turns out linebackers like it's nothing. So uh, I'm excited to see him go against the enterprise wildcat team uh matt man what are you thinking about this matchup that we have here well you know
3: for for enterprise being a pretty close game last year um you, you got to think for them they're like okay we, we, we were in that game let's we, we got a chance to win this game and it's a region game you <laughs> so you got to win it and it's at home so enterprise you know, anytime they've got a home game on a re- for region, they've got to say we got to be all in. We got to do everything we can. I think they're gonna, um, they're probably gonna try to isolate that linebacker, do a lot of play action, try to get it down the field. Um, that would be my guess. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm here, not a coach. So otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I I would think that if you've got a a big time linebacker, you're gonna stay away from him. You're gonna run away from him. You're gonna try to uh, block. Towards him and get him out of the equation, or you're going to try to get him to to bite in on that run play and throw it down the field and get some one on one matchup. So, um, yeah, you talk about a a Prattville team that is ranked tenth in the state coming to Enterprise, man. Let's go, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> TT, what you got? Man?
2: Well, I, I think back to Prattville. Uh, you know, a few one too many years ago when they were just dominating 6A. It was them and Hoover playing for the state championship. Just like it seemed like every year, back and forth. And uh, since they've made it up to seven A, they haven't exactly. You know, I don't think they've done what they wanted to do. They haven't played for the state championship, but they still, like you said, they produce some players. And, and they they have um, they. You know, it was just basically the minor leagues for college football, right there. You know, it's one of the teams that in Alabama they send they send players to to. Division one schools every year, so I mean it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun game. You know, it's gonna be one of those I might uh might see some college scouts roaming the, the sidelines again and getting some uh, selfies with some. You never knows, <laughs> never know who's down there. So uh, it's gonna be fun to watch them. And I think Enterprise, you know, it could be in the part of the season where Enterprise could ruin Prattville season. You know, Prattville could have, you know, undefeated season going, coming down here to Enterprise, and Enterprise could ruin it for them. You know, so it, it'll be a fun game. I'm um, be fun fun for us to go out to Enterprise, you know, to cover a game out there at their Stadium, see what it's like out there. So I'm excited for it. Uh, you yeah, know, like sorry I've been said, but Matt did a really good job picking out our games this year.
1: He did. He did. I agree. Matt's awesome. He's a good dude, man. Look at him. <laughs> got lucky. He got <laughs> lucky, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it just – the way it just fell,
3: yeah. uh, I, 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 credit to the Lord, because I mean, just I think they just kind of fell. Yeah. And just exactly uh, games that are very exciting to hear and you know, to see. That's why we got a game of the week. You know, it's like these are great games that people mm-hmm. are going to listen to. So,
1: um, Mike, what's your thoughts on the Praville Lines and Enterprise Wildcats game? Man? To me, this game's going to be the N Jackson versus
0: Joshua McCray yep, show. Yep. So you've got two studs here, one carrying the ball and one one ready to stop him. So to me, this is going to be. Very interesting to see what happens in the trenches. Of course, you got to try to get it away from Ian Jackson, but uh, I mean, you don't get a reputation like he has by by not playing ball. I'm I'm sure every team tries to get away from Ian Jackson, Mm -hmm. but they can't, you know. So, uh, and uh, I just look forward to that that running matchup there. That's that's those two guys are two Saturday players and. You know, this is TJ's autograph night right here, so I'm <laughs> really looking forward to uh, This is probably the game I'm most excited about seeing uh, and, and just being blessed enough to be there to call. So, you know, uh, this is the one I'm most excited about, October 2nd. October... Finally, fall. You know, it was Alabama. We have to cross our fingers, but you know, it's finally fall. We may get a little cooler temperatures. uh, May have to put on the long pants to go to the game. You know, so we're getting into football weather. Two huge schools, new stadium for us, uh, new players, um, and I I think we're going to see these two studs show out here.
1: Yeah, I'm interested interested to see if uh, those two meet in the hole, man. You know, who's going to win that battle? Uh, It's going to be Ann Jackson. It's going to be Joshua McCray. Because, like I said, at some point they're going to have that collision and uh, whoever comes out on top is going to have bragging rights for a while because Ian Jackson's committed to an SEC school in Alabama as I mentioned the schools that Joshua McCray has offered so I mean chances are he'll probably go to an SEC school as well so this won't be the last time they'll meet up again on on the football field. Now, the next week, October 9th is another region game for us as we have the Providence Christian Eagles taking on the Houston Academy Raiders. This is a game that we normally have as the very last game of the regular season, but they're meeting October 9th and we know Houston Academy had a rough year last year. They won the first game, lost the next, the last nine, the rest of the season. Uh, but head coach Jamie Riggs, you know, he's highly decorated as he won four state titles at TR Miller. Uh, Matt, man, what are your or your thoughts about this Providence game as they take on Houston Academy? You know, it's a lot of bragging rights riding on that game there. Yeah, anytime you got a rivalry game like
3: this, you know, you kind of almost have to look, throw out the uh, the records, you know, and, and you just never know what you're going to get. Now, what we do know is that Houston Academy's got a very young team. I mean, super young. And you're talking about, you know, over, over half the team is sophomore and freshman that are going to be playing this year. So these guys, if you think about it, these guys are going to be around for three to four years. Where, where are they going to be in three to four years? They may be studs that we're talking about right here on the show, getting ready to take on that Providence Christian Eagles. Um, and so, I, you know, on paper you look at it and say Providence is going to run all over them. But this late in the season, you may have a team that has figured something out, or they they may just be they may have some athletes we don't know about, and all of a sudden they're just starting to make things gel and click, and and they don't know any better, and it's like. Oh, we're we're good. We don't we don't care about those guys, and then just go out there and and, and just really surprise some people. But, um, you know, Providence was, uh, pretty pretty fierce again in this game last year. We got to watch it, and uh, that's a great atmosphere. Another rivalry, mm-hmm. rivalry game. This will be at uh, Northcut Field, um, which is where Houston Academy plays their home games. So it, it's going to be fun to see these two
1: teams always as always on the field. Mike, what you got, man?
0: To me, I mean, Ha obviously has to get some more experience, you know. So, I look for him to compete. But I was, as Matt was talking, I was sitting here thinking of a conversation I had with a friend of mine. Helps coaches, uh, uh, high school team where his his kids go to school, and uh, they did not have a high school team for several years. Well, in their second year. They were running up in the runner up in the state, so I was talking with him about that and just man, how y'all get them ready and things like that. And he said it's almost to our advantage that they don't know what they're doing. Okay, so, meaning that they just get after it. Yeah. I mean, they, they everybody is running with a motor, high pursuit, you know, and and that energy, you know, compensates for you know lack of experience, lack of reps. Uh, the one thing that scares me is 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 really honestly almost the age. You know, you develop so much more as a senior than you are. You know, physically, you're way more developed as a senior than you are a freshman or mm-hmm. sophomore. So to me, I think that that strength component will probably be key in this game. I I look for Providence to just keep this ball on the ground and just just ground and pound all night.
1: TJ, what are your thoughts, man?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think it looks good for Houston Academy. I just don't. Um, I, I went to Houston Academy back in the 90s and played on a team that went 1-9, and nine, and then the next two years we lost a combined three games. Mm-hmm. The difference was is the year we went 1-9, and nine, we were the young team, and then we all got older. And so this still being a young team, it, it doesn't look good. You know, we've watched Providence now the last couple of years, and they just reload each year. You know, we see the <laughs> a lot of the games we watched Providence play the last couple of years – the second string, and the third string, and the fourth string. Everyone gets into in mm-hmm. the game because they have the games under control. And that helps a lot because, uh, I mean, it's just, they're ready to play the next year. When that senior class graduates and the, and the juniors become seniors, they're ready to go. They already know the system. They know how to run the plays, and they just keep reloading. So I, I know it's an a, a Houston Academy home game, but I, I just can't see Providence doing anything but running all over them. Now, that being said, it could be one of those trap games because it's not the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a few more games there. Uh, I don't know who Providence has after that. They could be looking ahead to the next game. You know, they could be going ahead and getting ready for what's to come, you know, going ahead and making plans for the playoffs, and Houston Academy could come in there and just, you know, surprise them. But just on paper right now, this early in the year, I think Providence should should continue to handle Houston Academy.
1: You know, um, you know, I haven't talked to my guy, Corey Campbell. He's uh, a stud basketball player, plays soccer at H.A. He was on my show a few months ago. Kind of picked his brain on what the quarterback competition, who was, was it between. And, you know, Caden Palmer is one of the guys. He's like eighth grader. He plays football, baseball, basketball. He's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, he played quarterback last year at J.V. Uh, you have Sheldon Ott, who's a junior, going to be out there as well. And then J- J.T. Ackerman is the other guy who will be competing for that final spot. So, Do they play the best guy? Do they play who has the seniority? You know, how does that plan with this young team? Do they go ahead and start to prepare for the future? You know, I think that'll be interesting to see how uh, Coach Riggs handles that situation. And, you know, Mike, before we get into this next game, man, talk about Providence. I know you know the Weatherford family very well. I'm excited to see how Grant has taken another step because he really came on last year. You know, he really thrived last season for the the Providence Christian Eagles. I mean, what are your thoughts about Grant um, as we get another opportunity to see him play?
0: he's he's put on some more muscle. Uh so uh three Providence guys that go to church with me that I good friends with their families uh and and all three of them have put on muscle. Uh Matthew Morris, starting center. Uh just very powerful. He's not a super tall guy, but very broad-shouldered, uh very strong legs. Um uh, and then uh, Abe Chancellor, uh, super tall, super fast. Uh, Abe doesn't have a lot of uh, football experience. Last year was his first year, uh, so I look to them to to kind of throw it to Abe a little more. He's very tall, probably the fastest guy on the on the Providence football That's team. That's what we uh, yeah. so, well, his his legs are five feet tall. <laughs> I mean, so he should be fast. <laughs> but uh, and and Grant has put on a lot of muscle, especially in, a, in his upper body. Uh, his arms have gotten bigger and things like that, so I think his blocking's going to improve Uh, and uh, you know Providence running those little quick slants and things like they do Uh, we saw Grant run last year he's very motivated Mm -hmm. as a runner and runs well to be so tall Grant's not much shorter, I think Abe's 6'3 Grant's not much shorter, he may be 6'1 6'2, so to be so tall Grant's a very aggressive runner so uh, I I think they will utilize him a lot in that wingback position this year
1: yeah, I'm excited to see. Like I said, it's a rivalry game. Who knows what will happen? You better come ready to play because there's a lot of bragging rights in this area with these schools. They despise each other. You know, I mean, I've been at baseball games where fans are chirping at each other. I've been at a volleyball game uh, as far as the girls go between Providence and H.A., and I'm getting chill bumps in the gym because there's so much intensity and emotion between these two schools. So I'm excited to see that Providence-Christian-HA matchup as we get another opportunity to broadcast that game. Now, the next week is a region game as well. October 16th, the Headland Rams will travel to take on the Rehoboth Rebels. Uh, we talked about Headland and Rehoboth earlier in the show. Headland started out 3-0 and last season, and then they lost six of their next seven games. To finish four and six, so new head coach Toby Green, Rehoboth's new head coach, Pete Harrison. As we mentioned, this is another matchup between two schools with new head coaches. Uh, Matt, what, what are your thoughts about that game there, man? Well, I looked at this game. It was it was it's a
3: five A region to, uh region region game. I mean, it's and you're getting late in the season. You're starting to get late in the season, and and so could be playoff implications, seeding potentially uh, there we're going to see both these teams up to the, you know, when we get to this game, we're going to see, you know, first game of the season, Rehoboth, you know, playing Providence. You're going to have Carol and Hedlund playing each other. And we're going to see both these guys play each other. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what the new head coaches are able to do. You know, I think about Rehoboth, they got their, their head coach kind of late, you know, because um, they weren't expecting to have the resignation mm-hmm. that they had. So I don't know how much he can actually instill. Maybe he's able to keep, pretty much the whole system in and play if he can. And um, and it's pretty close to what he's been used to doing. They may not miss much. Um, and Hedlund's going to be, trying I think, Trill trying to figure it out. So uh, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, region games always are. And, and this is a little bit of a rivalry, too, between Rehoboth and Hedlund. TJ, what do you got?
2: Yeah, it's a region game late in the year, and they always count. You know, they always – you know, with these two teams could be the difference of who's one of the playoffs and who's not. Or if they are going to the playoffs, they're going to play at home or are they going to be on the road the first week. Um, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to see these two teams earlier in the year, especially Rehoboth, the, f- the first game of the season. By now we'll see if they've either drastically improved, stayed the same, or gotten a lot worse. You know, we've seen that in people's schedules from previous years, um, how they've, you know, lost first two games and then won – uh, the last eight so um it'll be fun to watch you know both of these teams i you know we'll see if they are, are still have fans coming out and supporting them back in stadiums so it's down at rehoboth which has a, a pretty nice stadium pretty you know big new newer stadium uh we'll see how uh headland travels down there it's pretty close you know it's not a far trip for them so uh it'll be fun there late in the season that'll be a good like
0: mike said football weather game
1: yeah now, Mike, what do you think about that Headland Rams Rehoboth Rebels matchup? To me,
0: I think Rehoboth, with the momentum they had last year, even though the coach is coming in late, I think they're going to have things figured out by now. Uh, I think I think that coach will know what he's what he has, what he's dealing with here. And Matt's point is excellent. Him coming in so late, he has not had much time at all, especially with the virus schedule mm-hmm. that all these teams are running. You know, they're just now starting. Whereas, you know, Providence would have a huge advantage there because you know that that system's been there. With Coach Keyes. so this guy, this new coach is coming in, uh, hasn't had much time at all. So I think they're gonna have some things figured out by then. And uh, that being a home game, so I want to lean towards Rehoboth there. Uh, but I, you know, like you said, region game late. If 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 Headland's in the hunt, uh, you know, you can't just you can't just uh, toss them out. So it'll be an interesting game.
1: Then the following week, October twenty third, is a region game as well as the Auburn Tigers travel to take on the Enterprise Wildcats. Uh, Auburn is preseason ranked number 5 and 7A. They did lose in the semifinals last year to Central Phoenix City. Uh, the game was not pretty, but they did get to the semifinals nonetheless. Um, you know, this is an opportunity to to see Auburn high. I mean, we, this is a program we know produces NFL talent. Mm-hmm. Forget college. We're talking about NFL talent. You know, Rashawn Evans, Matt, I know you're a huge Tennessee Titans fan. He's with the Titans. Went to Alabama. Ruben Foster, another guy, went to Alabama. was with the Redskins. Uh, Cody Core played at Ole Miss. Is with the Giants at receiver there. And then you think about throwbacks like Demarcus Ware and Osa Umunuro, who both went to Troy. They all came from Auburn High. So this is an opportunity to see Auburn High Tigers travel to Enterprise. Uh, Mike, man. What are your thoughts on that big matchup between those two schools?
0: You know, for everything you just said, I mean, you got to lean Auburn here. I mean, just even though it's an away game for them, just so much talent. Fifth in the state, uh, whereas uh, Prattville is a little lower at 10th, you know, so I look for enterprise to compete a little little harder, a little better in that game. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, And like you said, uh, Region 2, 7A, it's a region game, you know. You're getting, you're at the tail end of the season here, so it's do or die. A lot of, you know, if, if Auburn's already in the playoffs, if they already have a spot, uh, this may be a trap game for them, you know, to say, hey, we're in, you know, we're not going to kill ourselves here, don't get hurt, so to speak, play with that mentality. Whereas Enterprise may be scratching and clawing for a spot. Now that's where it would get interesting. Is is where where does, where's Auburn at in the in the playoffs here, and where's Enterprise at? because if, if one of those teams is, is scratching or can upset the other one and knock them out then that's going to be an absolute uh street fight right here a lot of talent on the field a lot of talent
1: man what are your thoughts going into that game I,
3: I think i'm going to be in awe of just the. i'm not sure i'm able to get any words out just because there's just so much talent on the field that we just we're not used to seeing really i mm-hmm. mean um you i mean this is just going to be I, I would be and I didn't look at the schedule for Auburn. I don't have their full schedule, but I'd be curious if this is their last game of the season. Is as Mike's point, if this is they're already in the playoffs and they're, you know, there's no change in where they're going to fall depending on when they win or lose this game, they may just be like, eh, you know, but you know, I don't know. You just you just never know. And Enterprise is, you know, they got it figured out last year towards the end of the season, so it could be it could it could be a really good game it could be you know uh some that's a you know good two hour two and a half hour drive you know and those games sometimes for players are just they're grueling because they're mm-hmm. thinking oh my goodness it's not gonna it's gonna be 4 a.m when i get home and yeah. i gotta get up and then i got you know yeah. <laughs> and i gotta go back to practice or whatever and and that stuff kind of weighs on them mentally and um so it'll be it, it
1: just a seven A region that that late in the season man that's gonna be awesome TJ, what do you think about Auburn as they travel to Enterprise?
2: I'm marking it down as a selfie game, too, because there's going be, <laughs> to be scouts of that game. For everything you said in the intro about how the players that Auburn um, High School a- has produced over the years, uh, this late in the season, there's going to be some college coaches that want to look at them in person. They want to lay eyes on them and see what they're doing on the field and, and see how they perform actually late in the season like this. Uh, you know a, a big game a region game um you know so that, that that's going to be a fun game but you know we'll know for sure by then um the preseason ranked 5th yeah you know, they're either going to live up to it or or you know we'll see uh cuz like we're not sure that that might be their last game um but so they might have everything to to play for and just decide where they're going to play in the playoffs or yeah, you know, we'll see, but it, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about these 7-8 games for sure because, it's, it's like it's been said, it's, it, we hadn't seen that level of play. We hadn't seen stadiums packed out, even Auburn traveling however far it is. I'm sure you know they're going to have their big band coming with them, and there's going to be a lot of fans there to watch it. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun watching these games.
1: And then we close the regular season on a Thursday night, October 29th, as the Ashford Yellow Jackets take on the Northside Methodist Knights. Um, you know, Ashford has a new head coach coming in, Robin Tyra. He goes from the Abbeville Yellow Jackets to the Ashford Yellow Jackets. Uh, but this is a guy here who, you know, in his previous years coaching, went 36 and 30 in his six years. For those six years, made the, their his team made the playoffs. Uh, and then they went 27-8 and eight in his last three seasons. So you see the progression that Abbeville had prior to his time coming to Ab- to, to Ashford, I should say. Um, you know, this is a game where we get a chance to close with Northside. Will they be going dancing or not? Will this be their final regular season game? We shall see. Uh Matt, what are your thoughts as we have Ashford and Northside closing out the regular season? Well, this will be the Cinderella uh,
3: game for Northside since they're not eligible because of the situation they're in with Allen That's High true. School. That's true. That's right. That's right. So they're going to want to go out with a bang. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna really want to they're gonna put a stamp on that season, regardless of what their record is. They they may they may win a couple of games, three or four. They they may not have won any. You know, <laughs> we just don't know. But any event, they're going to look at it and say. Last game, we know this is it. Let's go out and win. And um, I think they have a chance to do that against uh, Ashford. I, I think, I think with a new head coach, you know, I, I think it'll take some time, you know, to get get things kind of rolling there. Um, coming off a two and eight season, I think that'll be tough. Um, I expect him to have a better season than they did last year, but I, I don't know that they'll be able to do a whole lot just just in that short amount of time. Again, you're talking these teams that. Have stuff that's already been established, and they've got kind of some core guys. I think are going to be a lot better off than those that are really just trying to figure out everything without the spring practices, without a lot of the
1: the, the summer workouts that they've been able not been able to do. Now, Matt, before I pass it to TJ, um, if you don't mind, elaborate a little more about Northside not being able to compete at the playoff level. I'm glad you you corrected me there. To talk about that for a second. Well, they uh, they've entered in the Alabama high school from AISA, so. Um, when they
3: did, they came in kind of late, just just trying to make sure that they were doing the right thing. And when they decided to make that move, it was kind of past the deadline of being able to compete in the championship brackets, so to speak. So for these two years, because they'd already had everything kind of in place with the regions and everything, this these two years that they're in are, they can play, they can play Alabama high school teams in all their sports, but they cannot compete in playoffs. And so that that was just that's the rules that they have set um and so i think that's probably a good thing for them to get kind of used to kind of things uh, not have high expectations saying you know what we we're good enough to go in you know play some you know do playoffs and stuff um and maybe they can they can start kind of building programs when we moved when i was at northside we moved from the ACEA to AISA it took a couple of years to really get to the point where we were like okay, now maybe we can start competing with some of these schools because it was just such a different animal. Yeah, Um, And this is a big step up too, so
1: it'll be good for them. TJ, what are your thoughts about that game?
2: Yeah, just just following up on that, we've kind of seen the Northside program go from just starting football and playing some exhibition games, really, to then playing AISA and now making the jump over here to Alabama High School Athletic Association and basically playing exhibition games again here, but at a different level, we've seen them kind of grow and, and progress, and this will be what the third year of Coach Hurst. Now, uh, we saw him his first year, where they lost the first five games and then won the second five, you know, second half of the season, mm-hmm. the last five games. So, you know, uh, I mean, don't count them out there at the end of the year. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, if it, even if even if they've lost a few games there at the beginning, they're they're still going to be in play into the bitter end. Um, Ashford, two and eight. They got a you know last year they were two and eight they got a new coach can he put something together, um you know they Ashford's coming in Northside you know it's going to be again one of those ripview Stadium games that we're going to have everybody on one sideline I mean are the are the Ashford fans going to make the twenty five minute trip in from Ashford to see the, see see their Yellow Jackets if they're having a two and seven season at that time I don't know um are they going to make the trip to even come watch them play who knows I you know. So it could be it could be an interesting game. I, I you know we'll see by this time of the, the season we'll see what players because of this limited uh, virus working mm-hmm. out and and getting to the gym we'll see what players were dedicated by themselves and hit the gym by themselves and and, and worked out and have put the time in in the, in the weight room and that are still playing. So,
1: Mike, what are you thinking about this North Northside Methodist Knights matchup?
0: The interesting thing to me is going to be. How does Northside handle, like Matthew brought up a great point, how do they handle the, the non-compete? You know, that this is their last game. So, But one thing I know about Northside is uh, the players really, really like Coach Hurst. They really respond mm-hmm. well to him. They do. Uh, they played hard for him. It uh, doesn't really matter, the record. Uh, you know, you could have easily got frustrated last year. Getting so close in the first three games. You know, everybody could have said, All right, that's it. We're, you know, we're done. But they they continue to scratch and claw and improve. Uh uh, so I look for Northside to really, really play hard this night because this is their last game. I know they're going to send the seniors out, uh You know, with with a good memory and things like that, and they're going to want to play for Coach Hurst. So I really look for Northside to come out here and just really, really play a fantastic game. Uh, Just judging from their past, uh, uh, their their character on the field, you know, they they really want to play. They compete hard. uh, And uh, both teams probably evenly matched, you know, uh, talent wise. Uh, Ashford may have a little more speed uh, for sure. I don't know what their offensive line looks like. Uh, Northside's got a fairly decent offensive line. So um, uh, I think both teams will be be evenly matched. New coach coming in for Ashford and, uh, and Northside wanting to go out with a bang. I think that'll be the difference in that game.
1: You know, talking about Northside, I mean, last year offensively they averaged 29 points per game, but... On the defense side of the ball, they gave up 36, so that's a full seven points as a touchdown, and that contributed a lot to their losing record last year. So I'm interested to see how their defense has improved from last season um, because we know like you can't give up a touchdown average and expect to do well in games. Uh, another thing is I'm looking forward to seeing running back Brayson Sewell. I was told he's the fastest kid on the team. Uh, he plays running back. He does some returning as well. Hopefully this is a breakout season for him as well. So uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what kind of work Bracen has put in during the offseason. Corey, you know, you, well. you mentioned the defense on the north side and was talking to Coach Hurst today. He was he was saying,
3: We lost all of our players on defense. And he said you normally would think that's a bad thing. But we gave up so many points last year that he kind of thinks that may not be a bad thing. They've got a new defensive coordinator, Greg Ennis, who has coached in six state championship wow. games and he really likes what he's bringing to the table. It so it, it, it could be an interesting thing for him. It really could be.
1: So as we wrap up this high school football preview edition, TJ man, what are your closing thoughts about uh about our upcoming schedule?
2: Yeah, well, you know, when Matt, uh pitched the idea of a game of the week and you know, he's kind of done this gradually. We started out, you know, just doing Northside games, and then we moved to Northside and Providence and and gradually now again he's uh, said we're gonna do a game of the week at first i was like oh my gosh gonna do a game of the week but sitting here talking about these games and seeing them on paper i'm excited i'm excited about seeing these big 7a schools and, and and going to some different places and seeing teams that we don't we have not seen in the past seeing some different players and just seeing what the uh the, the football is like around the area uh, we're going to see some some teams and see how it is in these small communities and I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun year of football and and some good Friday nights and you know people need to be listening to the Joy FM that's for sure come Friday night at 6:30, right? What time do I got to be at the game? 6:30. <laughs> I think ish. ish. <laughs> this could be they need to turn to Joy FM one for sure. That's for sure.
1: Mike, what do you got for the 2020 football schedule, man? What are your thoughts on the layout that Matt Johnson has prepared for us.
0: You know, I, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be fun. You know, we've got some big teams we're covering this year. A lot of you know guys that are going to be playing on Saturdays and and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, that level of 7A football. Uh, but you know, that being said, it's 2020. You know, we may be. Calling games and having cardboard fans, and the that <laughs> may be piping in crowd noise. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. I uh, I hope that uh, this schedule stays together, and uh, you know because uh, Matt's worked hard on it, and I think this is going to be a, a this is a great lineup. The game game of the week is a great lineup for us. It's going to be a challenge for us. We got to do a lot more studying because you know you you get used to uh, okay. I know this number. I know this number. I know. You know this team runs this play here when this is happening yeah. and things like that. So you kind of get used to seeing the teams and being able to kind of predict and know what they're going to do and, and and things like that. Uh, we don't have that opportunity, so it's going to stretch us as a team this year. I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I look forward to just hanging out with you guys. Some you know it's been you know it's been several months, so uh, you know it's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Matt, what do you got? Well, I you know.
3: I- it's, it's exciting it's an exciting year um i mean i really hope pray and keep my fingers crossed that we get to we get to do it um i mean you know we it's contingent we we may lose a game here or there and we'll do our best to pick up another one if we do um but we're also gonna do three playoff games as well uh lord willing so you know our season isn't in on the 29th we're, we're gonna keep going um hopefully we'll give you to have some playoff games as well so um but it's great and and let me just say this we can't do this without our sponsors. Our sponsors are have been so great, not just because they support us, but they believe in what we're doing. This is a ministry um, of the Joy FM. Uh, you know, we, we truly believe it's more than a game. And you know, for us, you know, we have these conversations with these sponsors and say, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, we were making a we're making a change from going from just covering two schools to game of the week. Um, they were excited. Uh, we're excited about what we were doing. They're excited about uh, the ministry that we do. We've got a great partnership with FCA this year that we're going to be doing, introducing a halftime we're you know, super excited about. We're going to continue the champion award, going to be awarding two per game, which is also really cool. Um, but let me just read our sponsors out because, I mean, uh, we just appreciate them so much in our football season. And, it's, and and you still have time, too. And I'll tell you how to do that, you know, to be able to be a part of this. But um, our pregame uh, sponsor this year is Real Time IT. Halftime, El Palacio uh, over in Ozark. Post game uh, show is Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Our sideline report is RLC Shirts. The game of the week, Bondi's Nissan. Uh, t- attorney TJ Haywood. Uh, hey, we know you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. TJ. <laughs> uh, Comfort Systems USA, Cleanway Systems, Lewis, Smith's, Lewis Smith Supply, Sadie Gray Boutique, Interstate Battery. Mattress USA, 5 Star Credit Union, A.W. Herndon Convenience Stores, Whitehurst Auto Trim and Upholstery, Bracken Appliance, Fast Signs of Dothan, Goldfingers, Mallory Tate Insurance, Alpha Insurance, uh, Rhonda Hayes in Ozark, Wet Pets, Extreme Air Trampoline Center, Techway Automotive, Proformance Car Care, and Monograms and more. That's a great list of of people. And if, if, if you're listening to this, say, yeah, you know what? I want, to, I want to do this too. I want to be a part of what the Joy FM Sports is doing. Well, just give me a call at 334-697-3685. You can also message us on our Facebook, Instagram pages. You can call the radio station. and We'd love to be able to partner with you. But, Corey, I just want to say thanks for, for letting us be here tonight. This has been great to hang out with you. You do a great job on the sweet spot and your
1: show, and uh, we just appreciate all you do. Man, I truly appreciate it, man. Um, like I said, just for you know, giving me the opportunity to to do a sports show, but also you know, with the Triple C segment, uh, you know, just being able to share words of encouragement, words of wisdom that people can, can apply to their daily lives. Man, I thank you for just allowing me to be a part of the team, Russ. All the work you do as far as production, and uh, you know, Mark Giles as well. Man, I, like I said, I'm very grateful. So grateful to be a part of the Joy FM Sports team, and you know Matt, kind of on top where you're talking about the sponsorships. You know, I have to thank the Sweet Spot sponsorships as well as you know our introduction sponsor is Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa, owned by Jason and Amy Sharp. Uh, thank you so much for the support that you guys have shown. Denny Vision, uh, we truly appreciate the the love that you've given. Attorney Cass Espy is another guy who has been a huge part of the sponsoring. And then uh, Greg Wakefield, financial advisor with Edward Jones. So uh, thank you for all the sponsors who have already committed and decided to be a part of the Sweet Spot. And also I'd like to thank all the individual sponsors, people who may not be doing any advertising, but have contributed through donations, through monetary gifts for the Sweet Spot and the Joy FM Sports as well. Those people know who they are, and I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like Matt mentioned, if you want to be a part of this ministry, you know, you can contact Matt at the number, as he mentioned, or at my number, 256-289-0736. And, you know, talking about The Sweet Spot, you can su- subscribe to The Sweet Spot on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and the Joy FM Sports 24 7 streaming channel but nonetheless go out there and like our pages on social media with facebook instagram and twitter and uh like i said we just thank you for all the love and support that you show the joy of sports thank you for listening to this high school football preview edition and as we always say in the sweet spot there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot stay in the sweet spot for the joy FM sports facebook page This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.